Hello, this is the Crush Monocle Podcast, the show where we talk about stuff. All the stuff. <laughs> I'm your uh, I'm your host, Coop. Uh, this is my co-host, John. Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we have a guest this uh, this month. Um, our guest is uh, has a vast career across many mediums. Uh, he started way back in Baltimore, where he, as a teenager, he was booking bands like 45 Graves, Slayer, Misfits, all in cities where they don't typically play. And he did all this through a payphone at his high school, mind you. <laughs> uh, he, as a musician, he's played in bands such as Reptile House, uh, Tiger Army. Uh, he's played with uh, Ian McKay, uh, Symbolism, Circle Jerks. Uh, you probably know him best from Sam Hain and Danzig, of course, Glenn Danzig's post-Misfits uh, endeavors. Um, but uh, he's also briefly in ministry. Uh, he, just, just to name a few, I can go for hours how many bands this guy's played in. Uh, <laughs> he's also an actor, and here lately he's been doing a lot more of that. Uh, he does a lot of theater work. He's been in big-budget films, such as Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight Rises. He's in the Disney Channel's Walk the Prank. Uh, he's made appearances in, in small films, such as Glenn Danzig's Veronica. Um, but he also has his own his own film that come out the same year, uh, Brutal Realty, Inc. That's the short film. It's on Amazon. It's hilarious. you got to watch it. Uh, but he also has a new movie that's just getting ready to drop as recording this episode. We'll talk about that in a few. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, the legendary Mr. London May. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, John. That was uh, that was great. I felt that was like a more of a eulogy than a. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wow. wow. That guy, that guy did a lot. Rest in peace. And we'll see you later. Yeah. I can assure you that London May is not dead. Uh, well. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I want to thank you both. I just want to thank you for uh, coming on the show, especially uh, short notice. Yeah, you got a new movie out. What's the new movie called? It's called Night of the Bastard, and it comes out tomorrow, Friday the 13th. Yeah! Yes! Perfect day for a horror movie, right? Yeah. It has to. How did, we, how did we get so unlucky? <laughs> uh, well, um, before we get into our normal, normal spiel, this movie is very important to you, obviously. You came onto the show. Um, for those who don't know or have not heard about it, pitch this movie to the to the listener. What's this movie about? Why should they see it? Well, it's a throwback to 1970s grindhouse, drive-in, exploitation shockers. It's a horror movie. It's not for intellectuals. It's for <laughs> jaded horror fans who have been there, done that. They want something real they want something raw they want something visceral it delivers a lot of gore a lot of sex a lot of nudity a lot of uh satanism and uh demonology a lot of action um this is a movie made by freaks for freaks <laughs> well uh you sold me and i've already seen it so. <laughs> yeah we'll watch it again then. i mean i'm not i'm not lying right you've seen no. it it's Oh, well, no, it's very no. accurate. It it's very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> the ingredients are right there on the poster. If the poster, if the poster connects with you, then then the movie's gonna exceed the your. The poster's so good. I love the poster. Yeah, the poster's Thank amazing. You. Yeah. Uh, the the poster is uh, it's again for those who haven't who can't see it. Uh, the poster is very seventies ish, very grindhouse. Uh, it's it, it matches the film perfectly. Um. I will. I will like to say, I I I asked you that question because it's kind of a hard film to categorize. You know, I can't. It's a horror movie, but it's also a thriller. It's also kind of a home invasion type of thing. Um, it, it's. Ha, did you set out to make a film that was kind of defies genre? I mean, or were you kind of thinking, "Hey, I want to make another horror film"? Like, how did that come about? Well, the movie's also funny as well, which, which doesn't, uh, it's not in the, the general pitch, uh, because that, I don't want to make people think it's a yuck, yuck horror comedy film, but there's yeah. a lot of laps in it too. You know, you yeah. have to kind of break away from the tension to bring the tension up again. You know, it's a little bit of a diversion to be able to, um, lighten the mood and then bring it back up like a, like a roller coaster. It's got to go up and down a little bit. So there's a lot of laps in it. They're intentional. Um, we wanted to make a renegade outlaw off Hollywood movie. 
where mm-hmm. we could we could control it, we could put in it what we wanted, what Eric and I, the director, are partners in this, and our main goal has always been to outshock each other. <laughs> Love it. That's amazing. <laughs> and 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 if that checks our boxes, that's good enough for us. And we're pretty. Uh, I don't want to say we're jaded, but you know we're we're particular about stuff. He likes his stuff, and I like my stuff, and together we kind of create this grindhouse slash art house thing. Mm-hmm. And within those two worlds, we both try to uh, appease each other. And I think the movie is a balance between um, the heart and soul that I try to bring to to the to the to the movie, and then Eric just brings the the blood and guts. Yeah, that's cool. That's uh, now, uh, Eric uh, Baccio, am I saying that Baccio. correctly? Baccio. Baccio. Yes. Ba- so Eric Baccio, he also directed uh, Brutal Realty Inc. Right? He did. He did. And this is yeah. our fourth movie together. Okay, so how'd you get uh, hooked up with him? Like, uh, He was brought on to direct a movie that I did, I think like eight years ago, called Massacre. And okay. he's a band guy. He grew up in New York, and so he's like a New York hardcore guy. Yeah. He's been yeah. in a band for a while, and so we kind of connected through the music thing and just kind of being punk, metal, DIY guys. And... You know, you meet a lot of people in in music and bands and and movies and some people you stay in contact with and other people you don't. And we just kind of stayed in contact and we're always um, hoping to work together again. And then we made projects where we could both work on stuff together. You know, Brutal right. Realty was the he directed. I started in it and we both produced it. And the same thing with Night of the Bastard. Yeah. So you have uh, with a, such a smaller a smaller budget film that's non Hollywood, whatever. I we call it cheap, uh, but you can call it smaller budget. Oh, I can't <laughs> call it cheap. cheap. I, it's no, cheap. no. <laughs> I, Thank well, you. You're very kind. Uh, it's funny because, like, uh, I don't want to sound too gushy. Um, I, I, <laughs> I will say, oh, gush away, gush away. All right, so okay, no, um, big hearts on my eyes. No. Um, a lot of the stuff throughout your career as a musician and now a, an actor, um, it always kind of circles around all the stuff that I, I like. Um, we at this publication and podcast, I am the, the Danzig guy. I like, he's very true. Like, he's my dude. I, I got to bring up Danzig in every podcast, <laughs> every endeavor. Um, but also just like punk and, you know, metal and, but also, uh, and, and independent film and all that, but also just the do it yourself nature of creation. I always gravitate towards, you know, the do-it-yourself element um, in a micro-budget or I'll say cheap film. I imagine uh, both of you guys probably wear many well, hats. Punk rockers, we can we can speak frankly. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. We can speak right, frankly. So, you know, so this is a, it's a DIY <laughs> punk rock movie. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. It's funded. There's, there's, no, there's no Hollywood fingers in this. It was filmed off the grid during the height of COVID. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a guerrilla film. Yeah. And I mean, you guys have to wear many hats during this production. Yeah. So you guys, uh, what, what did you, what did both of you do other than just direct and, and star in this film and produce? What else did you do? In this? Uh, Eric and I co-wrote the story together and then we hired uh, screenwriters to actually put the, put it into a format. Um, yeah. Eric also edited the film and let's see. And the reason that I mentioned this stuff and the reason that it's on, like it's listed in the credits and IMDb, yeah. uh, especially for me with all this random stuff that I did is not to glorify myself. It's so I can get other work. Oh um, yeah, of course. If, I sure. can, if somebody says, Oh, do you have any experience doing costume design? I can say, actually I did. And <laughs> here's a credit that I have in a movie. So um, I was the casting director, co-wrote the story, produced the film. I was the costume designer. I was the music supervisor I was also the set medic because I'm a registered nurse oh, and cool. all yeah. those things are not to, to glorify myself, but they're just to get more work. Yeah. 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 Were there any would, incidences would... as like being this, the set medic? Did anything like, were there any like oh, major injuries? No idea. Really? <laughs> no idea. Oh, yeah. um, we had the, 
the elements uh, were, I mean, let me just say this. We were told not to shoot the movie by the locals in Wonder Valley where we shot the movie. It is the hot, one of the hottest places on earth. And we shot it in August, which we were told we were going to die. And so the locals would not rent us equipment. Okay. They would not rent us equipment, the people who lived in that area, because they said it was too dangerous. And us city slickers would probably die. It was 135 degrees during the day. Oh, my gosh. That's so hot. That's crazy. And at night, uh, it would drop down to a cool 110. Whoa. Yeah. And so nobody wanted our blood on their hands so we had to rent all of our gear up in up in la and truck it all the way down which is over two hours away into this kind of remote isolated desert community called wonder valley um so the temperature no matter how much you mentally prepared for it it's shocking and so we had five people go down uh from heat stroke five of the of the crew go down first day we had somebody go down and um so cuts and bruises i mean you you name it it happened covid and uh, ultimately i broke my shoulder on the uh on set i had i had surgery back in (laughs) august for this um, cause so it just you never just healed. like finished the movie with like a broken shoulder pretty much, right? I didn't know it at the time. Oh, really? I didn't know it at the time. Oh, you just wow. keep doing multiple takes. Yeah. And this is so, um, this is such a, you don't leave one in the chamber in a movie like this. You've got 11 days to shoot an entire movie. You're shooting like 15 pages a day. Right. Um, every take you have to go for it. And I was really proud to do my own stunts, which I'm, gonna shy away from in the next project uh also you know we didn't have the luxury of having a stunt man who could uh who could double for me you know we wanted everything to look real and the wide shots and we didn't want to to have to kind of fudge things so we all did our own stunts and one of them went wrong and i just kept shooting and my arm went back in you know it's like i I dislocated it and i tore my bicep but it just kind of like all right let's try it again and you're so hyped up your adrenaline is through the roof yeah you know it's like a a crisis situation a a combat situation and then you get home and you uh try to relax and you go "Ah, something something's not right so i'm still i'm still in physical therapy for it um i'm having i'm having a lot of i had some difficulties with it but i'm having um recently because we've got another movie shooting this summer my body just was like all right let's let's get back on track so uh with physical therapy and a lot of um you know just have to really push myself but this i was in the whole time that we were um at festivals this summer with the film i was in a brace oh really um yeah so this is this is nice to be able to do this yeah, this, this is fucking huge. Yeah. This is fucking huge. Ow! That's like shit. But yeah. that's about uh, a thousand times better than I was a month ago. Well, I'm glad you're on the mend. I mean, that definitely you. makes the movie like more hardcore to know that you were like physically injured while doing some of these like scenes. I mean, I I fucked myself up in Sam Hain. I went to the hospital when I was in Sam Hain. Yeah. You know? Oh, I tell had, us about yeah. that. This, this shoulder. This is the this is the new bad shoulder. This is the old bad shoulder. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sam Hain and AFI and Danzig played in Detroit. I got taken off stage in a gurney and taken to the hospital because I dislocated this shoulder. Yeah. Um it's kind of like my Achilles here, Achilles heels. My yeah. shoulders are just <laughs> not built for what I have in my mind. Right, you know, right. if I was an accountant, it'd be great. If I was just doing, <laughs> you know, but I really think that I'm in my mind, I'm like yeah. a superhero or I'm Tom Cruise or I'm Jackie Chan. <laughs> my body goes, hey, oh, you, you know, you can do a lot, but yeah. you can't do that. Well, so. I, um, from, from, that's kind of been your whole career is the, and if, doing things that you that's kind of unorthodox uh when you started out like i said in the intro um you when you first basically started playing drums you started booking bands at a club right i mean that's all not, ages in you yeah 
Yeah, so like you weren't meant to do that. You were a kid, basically. <laughs> so now you're. Uh, That's why I'm producing got... movies. It's the same thing. It's like yeah, if it's exactly. not, if things don't present themselves, if, the, if your phone doesn't ring, then make the call, book the show, book the tour. Nobody's gonna, you know, no booking agent ever came around and offered my reptile house a U.S. tour. I did that myself yeah. when I was yeah. sixteen and seventeen. So cool. So cool. That's I uh, hey, you know, in, independent film really is the new punk rock. <laughs> I believe it is. I, I really do believe it is. It is and and it fulfills the same um I don't want to say I have a hole in me. I I'm complete, but it definitely uh completes me in the way that being in a band or making a record or right. doing sure. a show does. There's yeah, a lot of rehearsal involved, there's a lot of preparation involved. When I say rehearsal the the problem is is that the more that I spend time booking shows and um, making producing movies, the less time I actually have to work on my craft, which which yeah. is kind of the double edged sword of it. You know, I've never thought um, I've never been able, rarely been able to waltz into a studio where. I'm, I can just sit down and play the drums. I probably organize the van. I probably organize the schedule. I've gotten picked everybody else up. You know, yeah. everybody else is probably <laughs> hanging out and noodling around and practicing. And I'm like, I'm fucking driving. Yeah, and you're running around. Yeah. And yeah. the same thing with the movie, you know, I didn't really have the luxury of just being an actor sitting in a trailer, um, you know, waiting for my call with a cappuccino. I was out there <laughs> producing the movie boots on the ground yeah um i was also the prop master on the movie i forgot to mention as well <laughs> one of 115 other things that he did yeah. during this movie i mean if, 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 if you were in a band back in the in the 80s you had to bring your own fucking pa right yeah you know i would pick it up my mom would pick me up from from school on friday we would go to gordon miller music which was like this uh suburban music store and i would rent the pa for the show on saturday and then we take it back Monday afternoon after school. Yeah, that's cool. That that's really cool. I mean, a lot of a lot of old punk dudes like to uh, kind of romanticize that, like, oh, I I really live the lifestyle. Like you kind of did live that lifestyle for sure. For sure. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, it it I didn't choose it. It it chose me. The yeah, the so... punk life, the thug life, chose me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally, what totally. are they gonna do? I mean, like if I didn't if I didn't have if I didn't make opportunities, they weren't going to come to some kid in Baltimore. Yeah. You know, nobody's calling me to be the lead in their movie. So I make my own fucking movie. Yeah. For better or worse, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the movie's a lot of fun. And uh, going back to the question I was talking about earlier about what kind of film it is. Uh, and you even touched upon it. It's really funny. Um, I think, there's a lot of humor into it. I get a, a lot more humor out of it because I know how hard it is to make make a film. So you can tell that you guys have put your heart and soul in all this all the stuff that you see on the screen. So uh, when you do those comedy bits, is that stuff like kind of improvised, or are you kind of get into your head like, "Hey, this is going to be funny, so I got to act a certain way." Well, I I think that you'll see from Brutal Realty and and this movie the comedies kind of deadpan yeah sure. it's not sure. Jim over the top it's yeah. not for big yucks yeah. when the movie played in england this summer that was the biggest and best response we had to the comedy i love uk comedy i love yeah. um <laughs> the rookie gervais i love the office i love the in-betweeners yeah. yeah, i love like a lot of that stuff. subtle yeah. Yeah. kind of stuff where it's um I like slapstick too, you know, so it's a little <laughs> bit of both, but it's not like American funny ha-ha stuff. You have to yeah, listen yeah. for it and then you sell it in almost a realistic way. Yeah, and the, the, the humor is not in the delivery. The humor is in like, that's a fucking weird thing to say. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> does, that <make> any, <laughs> does that make any sense yeah. about No, it comedy? totally does. It does. It does. No, totally, yeah. 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 I mean, I love Will Ferrell and I love all that sort of American humor, I just yeah. can't pull it off, and and it doesn't doesn't lend itself to this stuff. Our stuff is more <laughs> deadpan, ridiculous, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what? Uh, this is a feature length film, and so you know, it's it's not a short like brutal realty. Uh, what did you learn from that 
I know that I will say this. I, I don't want to go ahead of myself, but uh, Brutal Realty really took off uh, a lot. You've won countless awards for that. I, I saw it at Cinepocalypse right before you came. Weekend. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I came. I came because I, I sit right in the front for Veronica because I'm the dancing guy. But that's where I met you. But uh, I, I saw it. I, I saw it there. Oh, so, hold on. We do have a picture together. Yeah, we do have a picture together. I remember meeting you. Did you? Were you wearing a sport coat? No, I just had a fancy no, dress. Was shirt. a guy with a sport coat. There was, <laughs> but you were dressed really nice. I do, okay. I, I you were in the, now when you say you were in the front row. I do remember meeting you. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I, now, I, now, 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 I get it. I I geeked out. Okay. So, <laughs> man, but, uh, I'm the biggest fanboy. I went to see a movie last night, and me and my my fiance waited around for half an hour to speak to the actress, and I'm yeah. just like, can I get a picture? Yeah. That's cool, man. Like, yes. Don't ever lose that. Don't ever be too cool for that. You know? Well, yeah, that was the first thing I did. I had a, a friend of mine there. I'm like, here, take this picture. See if you can get the picture. Uh, <laughs> I and uh, I remember now, and it is it a fond memory. It's a fond <laughs> memory, and never, never lose that that enthusiasm because it means a lot to me, and. I'm st- I'm still that guy, you know. I'm still that guy. I, I I love to let people know how much they they help me out, you know. Yeah. Whether it's artistically or anything, you know. People, uh, world's a shitty place, man. If somebody does something awesome, fucking tell them, man. Don't be shy. You can change somebody's fucking life. You can change somebody's life by telling them. I'm always the weirdo at shows, like, that waits around after him, just, like, want to wake up man. and be like, that guy. hey, really good job, I love your band so much, and they're like, cool, thank you, and then I'm like, okay, that's all I gotta say, bye, you know? I'm that guy, I'm that guy, too, <laughs> yeah. I'm that guy, too, I, just, just last night, have you guys seen Holy Spider? Uh-uh. No, no. Oh, man, it's the best movie of the year. We went. We we waited an hour in line and, and went to the Q&A and then stuck around and, and you know, and met the director and the actress and I came home on cloud 10. It was like best night of my life. And then probably for them, it's like just another night, you know, meeting yeah. fans. But man, I was, I was fucking stoked you know, and inspired. Yeah. This, this, I just pulled it up. This movie looks really cool. I, I want to check it out. Oh, it's a, uh, it's uh, based on an Iranian serial killer and it is fucking grim. It is fucking brutal. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm writing that down, actually. Yep. Holy Spider yeah. is is one of the best movies of the year. It's it's a thriller. It's a fucking horror movie. It's a fucking <laughs> horror movie. I mean, it checks all my horror boxes, and it is real. The filmmakers are getting death threats from Iran. They're so brave. <laughs> They're so brave. I think of all the bullshit that we went through in our movie, and things are starting to get a little crazy for us. The movie's been banned. Uh, Eric got a a very strange uh, letter yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, no. And I think it's 1% of what these Iranians are dealing with. They can never go back to their country. They can yeah, never really? go back to their country from making a fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why, why is your movie banned? Uh, it was, it was uh, booked to open at a theater chain in Pakistan. Okay. And it was advertised, and then they pulled it uh, this week. Oh, um, okay. I I imagine because it's offensive, maybe because of the occult stuff. Yeah. Um, I it's the fifth largest country in the world. I was hoping to go there. I was hoping to have <laughs> like weird, you know, um, Pakistani. Beatlemania, you know, like yeah, who yeah. he knows. And I'm looking at the poster and I go, was it the poster they connected with? <laughs> you know, there's just something about they love action movies, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but so, so uh, it was banned in Pakistan, which is a bummer because I would love our stuff to be available for anybody who's interested. It's not for everybody, but I hate shit being censored and banned. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, I'm fucking tickled to death. Like I grew up on Faces of Death and Cannibal Holocaust yeah. and ban, 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 yeah, yeah. ban. As yeah. soon as I see that, I'm like, I'll take that. I know that's um, what I'm saying. Like, once things get banned, like the people that really want to see it are definitely going to go out of their way to just yes. like, try and find the version of the copy yeah. to get it somehow. So, um, so, the movie's been called yeah. vomit inducing. 
Fuck yeah. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. I'll take it. Well perfect. done. Yeah. You know. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What did uh well that kind of went back into uh, some of the bands you've been in. Uh what did you take I know that you kind of uh, always been into acting. I've I've heard that you've you've done theater and stuff. But what did you take from your music career that you can apply to acting? If anything. Well, obviously you know by my bands I don't mind getting bloody and dirty and going <laughs> for it and taking my clothes off and just <laughs> extreme you know extreme right. shit extreme right. performance like give people something to remember you by and um you know my work my work ethic started out by um idolizing bands like black flag and the sst and the get in the van mm -hmm. um sort of of method and with acting i I'm okay with being on stage, obviously. Uh, I'm always nervous as shit. I'm nervous in front of the camera. I'm nervous on stage. It, that's never gone away. I just mm. have been able to put on a brave face and and go forth even though that I'm uh, very, very nervous. And that, I think that just brings a little... I never yeah, the nerves, nerves can be helpful, you know, in a way, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah I want to, it keeps, keeps me on my, on my toes. Um, I have a high stress job. I'm a registered nurse at a busy hospital that has been also very stressful and very performance oriented because people are watching you and you can't fuck up. I can't fuck up in my bands. I can't fuck up in a movie. I can't fuck up at work. Um, so I've always had this level of, um, I don't know, performance intensity in, in everything that I do. I don't, I don't know any different. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, somebody is fucking calling me, calling me, calling me. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Ignore that beep. Um, does that answer your question? I mean, I think yeah, it, 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 all, mean, it all funnels into the same yeah. thing. Yeah. It's kind of funny how a lot of that ties into each other. Like, and it's all I mean, think of the bands that I've been in. They're very, yeah. very performance oriented. But when I say right. performance, I mean like bigger Visually. than life. Yeah. Bigger than life. Um, you want the music to look like it sounds right. right and you know i went from being in a kind of a punk garage band like reptile house but always very um what's the word for it always very aware of how shit should look and then right. when i got into sam hayne it was like oh finally yeah. everybody's <laughs> going to dress a certain way and everybody is going to um have this kind of vibe about them and mm -hmm. you know that was that was perfect for me even though it was my favorite band to be in i fought against it yeah it was really strange to get that opportunity and then kind of buck up against it because i was just ornery <laughs> yeah Can you fucking believe that that's true that's true yeah. um i just couldn't i couldn't not be a pebble in glenn's boot right just because it, it was, it was too tempting to get him wound up. <laughs> I mean, awesome. you, you, are, you know how he is. Yeah. And back yeah, when yeah. I was like a young punk, I was like, oh, I'm going to get him riled up. That's fun. Yeah. Now I'm like, what man was I fucking playing with fire? Yeah. <laughs> we had, uh, we had um, Dave Kushner from Velvet Revolver on our, our show uh, last year. And he talked about how basically he got, kind of fired from Danzig because he said he didn't like one of Danzig's records. <laughs> you know, I hang out with Glenn a lot more these days than I ever have. And I've learned, to, well, first of all, I've learned so much by, I don't want to say following in his footsteps, but now yeah. that I've done the things that he's done, I right. understand where he comes from and where yeah. his, um, where his work ethic comes from and where his impatience comes from and, and who's paying for shit and what do you expect from that? Right. You know, when, when you have people that are working for you and you're paying them, it's like, don't fuck me up and don't fuck this up and don't fuck me over. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, he's been doing it, you know, many more decades than I have, and I'm sure his fuse is a lot smaller, but I definitely, when I take on something 
like leading a band or booking a tour um, or making a movie, I understand his frustration and his kind of like inner inner angst. Yeah. Um, in in a way, in a way. <laughs> well, I uh, I spoke with Steve Zing the other day mm-hmm. on uh, Facebook, and he told me to ask you uh, about how great you think he is. I think Steve Zing is the best. He's my best friend. He's the best. Um, oh, man. And check out www.stevezing.com. Um, and check out Morning Noise and Black 29. And no, Steve has Steve has been – I met Steve before I was in Sam Hain when I was just a fan. Yeah. Um, and it it's funny how that all worked out between meeting Steve and being a friend of his and then – replacing him um and then having it all come back full circle in 99 where we both were in the band together um and seeing him just you know take over in danzig for 15 years been playing with danzig playing bass both of us are just punk rock drummers and and um uh, i'm just i'm so proud of him and he's such a you know he's just got such a He's such a fucking character. He's such a Jersey character. And I just, <laughs> I love that. You need like flavorful people in your life. You know, as an actor, yes. I just kind of go like, man, what makes you tick? Or like, that's a, that's a good little, it's a good little thing. I should use that in a character at some point. You know? <laughs> hey, there you, go. <laughs> you, you can't surround yourself with like too many similar people. You got to have variety in your life. And Steve definitely brings a lot of variety in my life. And he's a, he's a loyal <laughs> friend. I had to, uh, I had to name drop. And there, because I'm in a, a Danzig group, a Facebook group, and uh, yeah. I posted that, hey, I got London May's going to be on my podcast. And then he posted there, yeah, well, ask him how great he thinks I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's, he's an example of one of the hardest working people in that, that I've known in my life. Yeah. And he's, he's an inspiration um, because he, he just never stops. I don't know when he sleeps. I don't know. Um, <laughs> where he gets the energy but anytime that i feel like i'm slacking if i compare my no, no matter what i'm doing if i compare myself to like what steve zing does in a week <laughs> would take me a fucking month <laughs> that fucking guy is just he's atomic powered i don't know where he gets it <laughs> um, for compliments on the podcast <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. I, uh, switching gears on that uh what's uh what's if, if you can speak about it uh what's your next film yeah, yeah, yeah. Working on. Uh, Night of the Bastard is part one of a snuff trilogy that oh, Eric and oh. I are developing. Yeah. And so, obviously, there are elements of snuff in Night of the Bastard. And mm-hmm. we're going to take that, uh, the idea of cinematic violence, into a more contemporary setting uh, with our next film, which is called American snuff. And then the, and that hopefully we'll be shooting this summer. We're casting right now for that. And then the third movie is actually bastard two. Okay. Night of the motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got, Disney Plus, they're they're uh, yeah, they're, they're, up, they're right? on line one for that. But yeah, yeah, and so and and Bastard <laughs> Two goes so fucking hard, and it yeah. picks up the moment um, that Bastard One finishes, and then it just goes. Oh, we just double down on on the insanity. All are these gonna, movies are very crazy. Are you gonna film the second part in 130 degree weather again? <laughs> Um, I don't want to give it away. It, it's going to start there and oh, then okay. it's yeah. going to shift, uh, very dramatically to a different, uh, a different scenario. It's going to kind of repeat the same theme, but we're going to change the, the environment. Yeah. Um, whereas Reed, the character in Night of the Bastard is a, is a desert rat. We're going to put that desert rat in the inner city. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be a fish out of water um, dealing with street gangs and um, just the urban chaos and yeah. him being so out of his element and having to kind of survive and deal with the return of the Arabas gang. So 
I've uh, said too much. But it's, it's amazing. And and Marlon Marlon makes a makes an appearance as well. Yeah. So Marlon's, Marlon's yeah. Okay. Good. Love Marlon. That's what I was worried about the most. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what's the best way that uh, people like me and John here can support what you do? And your, you know, your film career endeavors and Eric's endeavors. Like, what, what can we do as fans do to help the independent filmmaker or independent musician? Um, I think just spreading the word. Um, if you like something, tell people. If you, but guess what? If you don't like something, don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's what I see. It's, it's like I only. I only champion the stuff that I like. If I don't like something, I'm not going to mention it. You know, yeah. I think that the internet is full of people who have to have, have to broadcast their viewpoint either way. Um, and there's plenty of music and there's plenty of movies out there that aren't my thing, but I'm not, you're not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about it. Like why put that out there? You know, there's, there's room for everybody. Everything bastard is not for everybody. Um, and, if you like something, tell a friend. The movie comes out tomorrow on all the major streaming services. And if there's anyone in New York, it's playing tomorrow night in Brooklyn at the Film Noir Theater at 9.30. Uh, next week, it's playing in Iowa City um, at Film Scene. And then the following week, I believe on the 20th, it's playing at the Guild Theater in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So if there's any people in those areas, please... Uh, support the film actually in the theater because it is something else. Uh, of course, I've seen it um, at home, but I've also been all over the world with this film at film festivals. And you know, you know, Aaron, going to a film festival and seeing people in a the theater cheering and stomping their feet and howling and laughing and screaming, there's nothing like it. And Bastard oh, yeah. is a midnight movie, audience participation sort of experience um and so when it does play in your neighborhood i wish people would go see it otherwise um you can hit me up on all the socials <laughs> uh smash that like button be sure to leave a <laughs> review um you know facebook instagram follow the movie on that stuff i mean the usual stuff that you hear in every podcast but it it helps it helps it's cool you know and i like meeting and talking to people about stuff yeah I um, uh, yeah go i'm sorry go ahead Aaron. no go ahead uh, i was going to say and i know you wanted to talk about music and if you do want to talk about music i'm you, this is great i'm i'm all ears <laughs> well i mean i think like i said your your career's kind of circled all the stuff that i love and even even you know from danzig to you know the sam hain uh, independent film horror movies in general uh do it yourself but uh, yes, I mean, like you kind of touch upon all the stuff that's always been important to me. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a good podcast host. I'm not a good writer. But this is something I've always tried to go do, and I just do it my way. So I, I kind of, I kind of, uh, you're in essence inspiration to me that you've went out there since a kid done, you know, what you're not really trained to go do, and you just did it. That's uh, that's really big for me. I, I really appreciate that. Well, thanks. I, you just, you learn as you go along and everybody had to start somewhere. And I, I have so much to learn. I am. And, and any criticism that you get, some of it's bullshit, but then some of it you go, well, yeah, I could always be better. I could always, you know, <laughs> we, we don't have any delusion that Night of the Bastard is Citizen Kane right. or, you know, when people talk about a Sam Hain record and like, oh, this is this is out of tune and that drum fill is fucked up. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, what are you going to do about it? You know, it is what it is. It's it's a it's a vibe. It's a vibe. You know, it's a vibe. I don't like shit that's perfect. I like a vibe. And and a lot of stuff that is perfect doesn't have a vibe. Hopefully people enjoy the stuff that I've created because it it's it's got a vibe. We, uh, we, me and John here, we love trash. We always talk about well, one of our, uh, our good friends who's on the podcast and writes the site. Uh, he, uh, wrote, directed, starred in, uh, the film Death Drop Gorgeous. I don't know if you've seen that one. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, kind of like a slasher trash horror film about drag queens and, in that community. 
definitely go see that because I think that, that sounds be great. Yeah. yeah, it's it's streaming on Shutter. If you have a Shutter, it's called Dead Drop Gorgeous or Drop Dead Gorgeous. No, Death, uh, Death Drop Death Drop Gorgeous. Death Drop Gorgeous, and it's on yeah. Shutter. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. That's having a fucking movie on Shutter is so fucking big. That is so <laughs> great. You know, that is. Yeah. I mean, you find in this independent film world, especially in horror and genre films, that there are certain levels. I mean, Bastard has already exceeded all of our expectations. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this the fact that this movie even came out, that it was finished, that it didn't sit on a shelf, that it was sold to a, you know, a legitimate distributor and is in theaters and is one sh- yeah, it's pretty cool. Like beyond our imagination, beyond our dreams. Same thing with brutal realty. Mm-hmm. Same thing with that. Just like, just make what you love and don't water it down. And maybe you'll connect with with some people who have the same mindset. I feel in in film, there's more people who share our aesthetic than in yeah. music. Music is so splintered and so specific these days. Yeah. You know, there's so many subgenres, and people just only want stuff that fits in a little box. Um, but with movies, it's kind of all over the place. Uh, one thing that we bring up in every single episode, and I have to do it to you. Uh, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> me and John absolutely love the movie Showgirls from 1995. <laughs> uh, we even we even brought it up to Steve Albini when he was a guest on the show. Right. <laughs> so we have to ask you, what's your opinion on the masterpiece 1995 <laughs> Showgirls? Um. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like uh, Paul Verhoeven, you know, has done some some really great yeah. stuff. Um yeah, yeah. He, there's a movie called The Fourth Man. Okay. Uh sure made four showgirls. It's it's really it's really great. There's a woman with scissors on the on the cover and she does some oh, okay. shit with the scissors. It's, oh, cool. Okay, yeah. It's uh <laughs> like yeah, she uh um so it's cool, you know. I've seen it. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a. Uh, Kyle MacLachlan, you know, Twin yeah. Peaks. It's like yeah. there's a lot of things to love about it. Um, <laughs> but it's like a horror guy. I mean, and I love like what sex exploitation or dance exploitation or whatever yeah. or Vegas exploitation that, that you would call that. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. it's big. It's big budget trash. And yeah. I think I gotta tell you. That is probably the thing that is now spoiled for me is that now that I know how the sausage is made, every time I see a movie, I'm seeing it through budgets. Yeah. And I go, you had all that money and that's what you've got. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I do love to see people who have scrambled together something that's like original and decent and maybe a little rough, but that is, um, maybe just shows a shows you a little something different with what they had to work with. And showgirls, I just see all that money on screen. And I just, oh, man, yeah. 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 what they spent on catering, yep. you know, yeah, right. made six movies. Right. Um, yeah. And Elizabeth Banks is great. You know, she went on to be a fucking great actress. Everybody clowns yeah. her in that oh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a strong actress. And I feel that that has kind of, probably bastard is going to fucking follow me forever no matter what i do they're going to be like yeah you were shook your ass and died of the bastard so you know well, give me that uh, award back but elizabeth banks is a fucking great actress man we've uh we've reached out to elizabeth berkeley many many times elizabeth berkeley i'm sorry elizabeth berkeley yeah. my bad um, my bad but I, she does not respond to my email no she's she she really uh and you know what? A lot of stuff that you that I realize in movies is that's the way the director wants it. Yeah. yeah. That's the way the director wants it. You can come in and have five different ways to play something. Same in a band. Yeah. People go, why is the, the drums on this song so wonky? And I'm like, that's because I was told to fucking play it that way. Right. That's, <laughs> not my, that's not my choice. Yeah. When you have a director or you have a band leader, they conduct you. And you play until they say it's good. You don't have that, like, well, I'm going to do it. No, right. You know, the stuff, 
the stuff that I get to kind of do whatever I want is not the stuff that people connect with. The stuff where I channel somebody's vision is um, the stuff that I'm most well known for. Yeah. Does, that, does that make any sense? Certainly no, as a drummer. No, no, you yeah, know, right. The shit where I'm like flying, I'm just like, you know, modern drummer guy, nobody cares about. But the stuff that sounds like I've got one arm is like <laughs> blows people's minds. <laughs> Go figure. Because it's a fucking vibe. Yep. Right. Showgirls sure, is a can. vibe. Yeah, Showgirls is, Show a vibe. is definitely a vibe. Showgirls has got vibes for days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and one more thing before you get out of here is uh, uh, are you still doing the ministry thing? No, ministry. Uh, I was in ministry for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And that kind of suddenly imploded. Pandemic Um, or? It was kind of, it was kind of past the pandemic. It's, it's weird that it kind of butted up against the production on Night of the Bastard. Because the, the ministry thing kept me off. um, Let me see the right way to say this. Ministry kept me occupied for a year and a half mm-hmm. whether it was because there was always a tour coming up yeah and there was always um clear your schedule five weeks here and then i would i fired my agent i fi- all my acting stuff just stopped because i couldn't do both because mm-hmm. ministry needed a hundred percent immediate uh confirmation and there wasn't any flexibility with that and so I put all that stuff on hold. My work stuff at the hospital was, you know, we're short, we need you. And I would just continue to book out for five weeks. And then the ministry tour would get canceled. Right. And it just happened. It happened five times. Mm. Um, and so I don't know if my head was starting to get a little, um, little burned out on that. You know, they were working on a record and and I gave them a bunch of material for a record. It did not end up on the album. Mm -hmm. I gave them uh, 10 drum tracks and they did not use it. Um, So I felt that that was the writing was kind of on the wall there. Um, And one day I was recast just like a movie. Just yeah. like the movie. Like I was Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future. No. <laughs> I was just, and, and it was like, you just wake up one day and they go, oh yeah, Michael's here to take your place. And I was like, <laughs> well, oh, I guess, shit. guess it made it a little easier for you yeah. to get back to your, you know. Well, yes, it made me, you know, slingshot propelled me. I mean, I think yeah. that happened in April. Okay. And then the movie shot in July. Oh, well, good. Yeah. And it was like, it's do or die. My schedule just opened the fuck up. Right, right, right. This, we we had tried to make Bastard the year before, but got shut down because of COVID. And because I had spent all that kind of wasted year waiting for for things to open up to do the ministry tours, Mm. by the time that I was kind of let off that chain, we did Bastard in COVID. Because we were just so, um, we just had to be out of, had to be unleashed out of that that COVID cage. But I mean, not that we did anything dangerous with with uh, you know people's health or anything. I was the COVID compliance officer. You couldn't have found a a better one um, because that's what that's what I do at work. So I did that on the movie set. Uh, I want to say thank you for that for that service. I know as corny as that sounds. Uh, Thank you for being in soundtrack to my to my life and thank you uh, a lot for taking your time out uh to come on this podcast you know uh we, i appreciate it. I, i'm just i'm glad it all worked out and and you guys are awesome and and you can be self-deprecating because i'm that same guy like i suck and i'm no good but <laughs> you're doing great and that's do actually doing it is is 90 percent of it because there's a lot of people who talk a lot of shit about themselves and don't do anything yeah <laughs> So, um, am I, am I wrong, John? Am I wrong? No, I, I mean, 
we talk a lot of shit and then do shitty stuff. It's fine. <laughs> hey, man, doing it like gives you that ability to talk shit. You yeah. know, yeah, right. Don't yep. not do shit and talk shit. Yeah, that's the way. You got to do both. <laughs> you got to do both. You got you got to earn the right to talk shit. You yeah. know. So, um, yeah, everyone go out there and see this movie. Yeah, uh, sure. it's, it'll, it's on, it'll, uh, so the only way to see this right now is on demand, right? In theaters? Uh, how uh, do we go about seeing it? T- well, I said tomorrow it's out on. Yeah, it's out on streaming tomorrow. Give me, give me one second here. I'm going to pull up this thing and tell you exactly. Uh, it will be out on. Apple TV, Prime Video, Google Play, Vudu, Xbox, and Vimeo. How's that? Yeah. There you go. All yeah, the, so. Yeah. Cool. Go see all this the movie. Major Tomorrow, Friday the 13th. This movie was completed on Friday the 13th, August 2021. And now it's going to be released on a Friday the 13th. Hell yeah, that's awesome. So the, yeah. the movie definitely has a very spooky... Uh, cursed element about it and that really kind of adds into it oh boy, that's a whole nother podcast yeah. Yeah. yeah you fuck around with the occult and find out <laughs> well i, um, I do not spooky well, shit well you have to come back you'll yeah. have to come back and, and get into that um thank you so much again uh london may uh great guy hell of a drummer filmmaker actor registered nurse first responder however all that works great guy all around uh, thank you so much for hanging out. Yeah, thank so you much. guys. Thanks to all your listeners and, and viewers and uh, hope to see you guys out there on stage or in the theater. Oh, somewhere. I'll be there yeah, for sure. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you guys. Okay. See ya. Peace out. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So that was our uh, guest, Mr. London May. Go see this movie. I just want to uh, thank everyone for listening. Uh, continue to listen. This is a new year for us, 2023. It's been a great couple of years. We're already kicking uh, this year off with some great guests already. Like, share, subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Follow the links in the article on this. Uh, all that stuff. Smash the like button. All that stuff. Donate. Buy us a cup of coffee on the Ko-Fi or coffee page or whatever. I don't know how that works. We'll get we'll get back into talking about the music a little bit next month too. On some yes, yeah. This was a special can... guest. It's yeah. kind of improv too. So, yeah. uh, so uh, this has been uh, Coop. This is my co-host John. Hello. Goodbye. Goodbye. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to Crush Monocle Podcast. Be next. Be here next month.